Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Force Time. My name is Travis and today I have a special guest with me back to talk more Obi-Wan comic. Silver from Star Wars Thrifting and Into the Garbage Shoot podcast. Silver, thanks for coming back. Hey, thanks for having me. Listen, I love this comic uh, series. I love talking it with my friend Travis. It's just a pleasure to be here. I love it. Thank you for having me. It's so fun. This uh, comic series has been awesome, and it's been a blast having you on so many times. We were just talking about it before we hopped on. You're in the four-timers club. Not a lot of people can say that on this show, but this is your fourth time. So obviously the the third comic, and then I had you on last year or year and a half. It's been, I don't know, it all runs together. Yeah. 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 We talked some uh, into a, or sorry, what book was that that we talked? Uh, the um, Oh, from a certain point from of certain, view. Yeah, yeah. From a certain point of view. Yeah. That was fun. Yes. We talked. That was a good time too. That was, that was, that was a blast. So yes. Welcome back. Silver, what have you been up to? How's it been going? I've been watching your thrifting adventures. I saw you were at Alanis Morissette over the weekend. Oh my gosh. Things have been really good. You know, just working. Um, I'm not really thrifting as much um, just because I'm back at work full time. So I'm just, that's all I'm doing on the weekends is just thrifting. I get up early in the morning. I don't sleep in and I'm heading out to the flea markets and garage sales and just having a good time. But this Saturday was really fun. Um, I actually went to, I dragged my friend Maddie from Night Sisters podcast to one of my favorite uh, flea markets. So I was able to kind of show my crazy side and just have fun with a friend. And then um, later that evening, I went to go see Alanis Morissette, who was my welcome back into the con- concert life. <laughs> I haven't been to a concert since like 2018, 19, don't know when, but man, just love listening to live music. And I had a great time, but thank you. <laughs> Yes, for sure. Uh, Maddie. Mm-hmm. So I met her. I had somewhat kind of known her uh, before Celebration, but I met her yeah. at Celebration. Nicest person ever. We so were sweetest. at Star Wars night and at Disneyland and me and my daughter were going to get a churro. And so we went up, they had like special Star Wars churros, right? With the red and blue lightsabers. And so we went up to the churro line. We should have known, but the, the line looked really short. There's like three people in it. We're like, oh, great. So we go to get in line and then we realize the person's like, oh no, the line starts way back there. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like yeah, 40 people deep. I mean, it's just uh. insane. And I start walking back a little bit and she sees me because we saw each other earlier in the day. She's like, hey, Travis. She's like, do you want me to get you a churro? And so her and um, her boyfriend bought me in Brooklyn churros. And yeah, Perfect. one of the best you, memories. Able to skip the yeah. line. <laughs> Yes, it was a very, very helpful. I had a little seven-year-old who definitely wanted one of those lightsaber oh, churros. Oh, yeah, so those was, lightsaber churros. So nice. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> those lightsaber churros are, I think any churro at Disneyland is addicting, but when it's a lightsaber, it's just even more like, it just makes it better. And the fact yeah. that you can choose you say no? like blue or red, it's like, come on, that's just, that's just too yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And um it's like you looked like you had a good time this weekend. I gotta ask, I saw one thing that you posted in your story. This Obi Wan alarm clock. Is that yes. something you bought or is that some okay, did you get that this weekend? I did not get it uh this weekend. I got it last weekend at gosh, where did I go? I think I went to like an antique shop. 
Yeah, and I was like in this, its box, and yeah, it's this Obi Wan Kenobi Clone Wars like alarm clock. It probably came out like you know when the Clone War, you know, just probably when the movie came out like in two thousand nine. Uh, just like completely just in the beginning of like Clone Wars, like you know, animation that whole rollout. But yeah, it's an Obi Wan Kenobi alarm clock. I haven't tested it yet. I just opened it, but. I'm pretty excited. I kind, I kind of, I, I think I'm, I think that might be my alarm block. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it. Does, does he say hello there to wake you up? No, no, is, is no, it no. Like a, a it's kind of like it's kind of like a beep, but then also like it. I think it says like General Kenobi. I don't know. I, I again, I have to, I have to really, I have to test it out. I just want, I just plugged it in to see if it turned on, and it turned on. But I don't know. I might surprise myself and just. Set it up for tomorrow morning, and we'll see what he says. <laughs> which is perfect. Go. Yeah, which is perfect for for you know for this comic we're about to talk about. But yeah, Clone Wars Kenobi, just one of the best. <laughs> it is, and there's not there's not a ton of Clone Wars stuff from that era. Like there's mm-hmm. not a ton of merchandise. So that one, I thought that was really cool. And yes, it does tie in perfectly to the Obi Wan comic that we're going to talk today. So let's go ahead. Let's get right into it. So the way we've been doing those, if you followed along for the last two episodes, we kind of give a little bit of a summary of what happened because we know a lot of people out there, you know, either don't consume the comics or don't really keep up with them, but this is a good chance to like see what's going on in these comics. And so we like to give a little bit of a summary and then we're going to dive in kind of break it down a little bit. So with that being said, let's go ahead and start. This one is, it's Obi-Wan number three. This one's called Darkest Before the Dawn. So this one was, once again, yeah, exactly. This one was written again by Christopher Cantwell. The artist for this is Alessandro Maracolo, and colors were done by Frank William. Joe Caramagna did the lettering once again, and the cover, the main cover, was created by Phil Noto, which is so good, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Silver, can you kind of tell us what timeline we're living in here? Yeah, so it takes place uh, present day, which is 20 years after Revenge of the Sith and 10 years after the Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the flashback is during the Clone Wars, Jedi Knight, General Obi-Wan era. So the main characters, obviously, we have Obi-Wan, and then... And this one, it's really cool. We get Commander Cody, who is graces the front cover with Obi-Wan as well. And then we also get Admiral Yolaren, who we know from the Clone Wars animated series. And then some new characters, Commander Mechadrix, Lieutenant Oren, and Iroh, who is another clone. So let's go ahead and break it down. Let's give a summary of what happened. Silver, I'll let you start. Yeah, so Obi-Wan continues journaling about his past as the massive sandstorm now makes its way past Salar's homestead. He is sure that Owen and Beru have Luke prepared for the storm, but is certain that Luke will be called upon soon for a greater purpose. The lesson he focuses on during this journal entry is still somewhat of a question to himself. What is the Jedi's purpose when it comes to war? So this flashback gives us a story of when Obi-Wan Kenobi was a Jedi master and general during the Clone Wars. Republic intelligence has indicated that the Confederacy has plans of a mega mega ion cannon that can destroy an entire fleet. The plans are located on the planet Abrion Major and Obi-Wan volunteers himself in the 212th Battalion to lead the battle. 
Soldiers from the Rune system join the 212th Battalion to invade the factory holding the plans, which sits on an island with only one sure way to gain entrance, the Abrion Bridge. Commander Mechadrex and Lieutenant Oran lead the Runians into battle on one side of the bridge as Obi-Wan and Cody fight their way towards the factory. Throughout the battle, each side loses a countless number of soldiers as Obi-Wan continuously ponders if there is another way to win the war. The death and destruction he has seen has waged a war on his psyche and he realizes he really doesn't want to be here for this battle or for any part of the war. The forces secure the bridge, take the plants, and win the battle. But no matter how big of a victory this is for the Republic, Obi-Wan finds that he needs a moment to reflect. He sits down and watches the sunset on Abrion Major to remind himself that light can still prevail. And in his current state on Tatooine, he believes that light will prevail. So, Silver, let's go overall thoughts. First, first off, actually... Congrats to both of us for getting through that summary because there's so many uh, new names and planets and all sorts of stuff (laughs) in this issue where it's always fun in the comic, right? You don't hear how things are pronounced. So in my head, I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm like, I I don't know if this is right. But so, yeah, I I definitely uh, struggled because this one is more uh, dialogue and and word like heavy in this issue than it has been in the past two issues, Mm -hmm. which you could probably tell just through that summary. But let's go ahead and get into it. What were your overall thoughts on this issue? This was probably the most like brutal of of them all. I mean, you can just kind of see like Obi-Wan, just like any war veteran, just kind of reliving like the days of like when he was in war and just how much of that impact that was. I just got to say, I don't think I've read a comic where I just, I'm just reading it and like the act, I can just like feel the action. Like it's just, there's a, it's a lot, it's intense. There's a lot going on. I don't know. I just love the insight of just how like the Jedi were just way in over their head into even participating in this war. Again, I, I don't think anyone's ready for war, but they were just their peak, their, you know, their keepers of the peace, but you have them, being generals in charge and just seeing like that impact and how heavy that can weigh on, on anybody, but Jedi who really were there to preserve life. And then they're seeing life just be taken left and right nonstop. And um, yeah, I just, I think this is kind of what I really kind of wished I got a little bit more in the Kenobi show is him probably talking about like the clone wars a little bit. Um, I mean, you get that little scene on episode two of the Kenobi show where he sees a, um, a clone trooper on the street and, you know, he kind of has a little reaction there, but, but yeah, it's kind of nice to kind of see kind of his point of view and him reliving it, which is really hard. It's taking a toll on him. So I absolutely love this issue. Anytime you can kind of get into um, a character's mind and, how they're reflecting on something that's just so important in part of their life. It's, it's pretty, I like, there's just, you know, adds more layers. It's super intimate with Obi-Wan and getting into that mindset. And we've seen that in the, the past two issues of this too, but yeah, like you said, brutal was a really good word for it because when he's thinking about that, like he's thinking about all that was lost and like his friends and the way that he describes Cody and how he misses him and Mm -hmm. how there's certain things that he won't even write in his journal on this. Like he, he talks about, you know, I'm not even going to go there because it'll make me too sad. Yeah. And 
it just it gets super deep with the Jedi and the Jedi code and that they're there to preserve life, but they can only preserve so much like they're going to have to take life to mm-hmm. preserve life. It's an endless cycle of violence that they're stuck in and he's just like how do we get out of this? And and when he when they're in the battle and he's just like I realize one thing, I don't want to be here. <laughs> like in yeah. the middle of this huge battle that the writer even made it a point to have this other the the Runians join in with him just to kind of show how big this battle was because it's hard to show that on a comic um, front without kind of telling the audience how big it is and so it's just huge and he's just sitting there leading the charge and he's like i don't i don't want this and it really you know we've talked about wanting to see maybe something satine wise in the comic as far as maybe a flashback or something on that end but i felt like her presence was a little bit in this issue because she's such a pacifist and obi-wan's in the middle of the battle and he's like i don't want to fight like does that make me a coward i don't know but i don't want to be here and i you feel like he even still feels like that this day where he's he does want to kind of it's the rose tico line that i bring up probably on every single show but you know it's not about fighting what we hate but saving what we love and Mm -hmm. that's exactly what obi-wan does even in the kenobi series and in a new hope so I don't know. It was it got it got super deep. I I wasn't quite prepared for that because it was a very action heavy comic, which is kind of it's always tough certain comics to keep up with, but in this one it felt like like you said like you were in the action and um yeah, it was it was so fast-paced, but at the same time like his his inner dialogue from his present self is still like wrestling with what what's the purpose of the Jedi. And we see that all the way through luke in the last jedi where he's like you know what what's the like that's why he disappeared right so yeah i don't know very interesting i yeah it was a great issue overall i read it like five times because there, it was something you know you read it more and you catch more and everything but yeah i thought it was i thought it was the strongest so far of the series yeah i have to agree with you definitely the strongest and i agree there's not much comics that kind of when there's a lot of action i can kind of get lost in it but this one was like, I was just kind of, I was along for the entire journey. And again, that's just a testament to the writing, not just the writing. I mean, the art, I mean, the panels were just so epic. And like, there was this, I, I forget which page, but there's like this whole spread of like this just intense battle scene. Honestly, I think this, I think Obi-Wan can have his own Clone Wars little series of comics like, I would just love to just yeah. be on more adventures with uh, Obi-Wan and Cody. I like that he's remembering this part because um, when the comic, when, when it, we open up, he's he's saying that he 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 senses that there's going to be another civil war. Like, there's going to be a civil war upon them, which, you know, I'm sure he's heard whispers of, you know, knows, I'm sure he knows the, there's a rebellion going on. And it's kind of interesting because... He talks about even that flashback where he's just like, you know, I thought I felt like it, you know, I was a coward because I didn't want to do it. And then you have him all these years later, just not really. I mean, he's just that on Tatooine, you know, watching over this boy, you know, maybe he has some of that sense of that guilt. Like, do I want to fight? I'm not going to fight. You know, we then know later on that he does. That's kind of like his last. He does, you know, face Darth Vader at the end and gets Luke on his journey. But 
I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting too for him to kind of have those thoughts as there's clearly another war going on. So maybe he just kind of has that kind of those feelings still, which, you know, again, like war's tough, you know, it's scary. And it's just like, I just, I just felt really sad. You know, that had the fact that he just was like, I just don't want to be here. The way that it opened, like you said, of him hearing those whispers of civil war. And like, he even said, you know, his time on this planet. And it seems like he knows, like, he's not going to live very mm-hmm. much longer. And mm-hmm. he's just like, I-, I know that this is imminent and it's time for Luke. And, and he's just, it, you know, he's kind of just, seems like he's kind of at, at peace, but he still is, has to talk himself into, hey, everything's going to work out. Because he, he has that line kind of throughout. It's the through line of the light prevailing. And, and that's even in the last issue was kind of the, the theme as well. Yes. Is, 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 is this light going to prevail? No matter how dark things are, is there still a little bit of light that can get through? And he has that realization, you know, he, he talks about or he journals about this brutal war and how terrible it was. But at the end of the day, he sat down to watch the sunset and he realized like, light can prevail and like in his presence uh self he says the same thing he repeats it light can prevail and so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like he's at peace he knows that luke's there he knows he's going to be involved in in somehow but he thinks his time is up and it's luke's turn and things are going to get better and yeah just seeing him in his little home at his little desk he even has the one of my favorite parts was that he has the Clone Wars armor still in his possession. Like, did you catch that on the one? Yeah, thing? Like, he's kind of he's kind of got the two fingers like touching yeah, the rebellion sign on his. Oh, that was that was awesome. It's the Obi Wan, the Mythos, the like the yeah, the Mythos yeah. Uh, statue. Um, so it's canon, everyone. Just let you guys know. Yeah, um, he has his Clone yes. War. Uh, he has his uh, armor with him. <laughs> Uh, I thought yes. it was yeah. I thought it was really, really, really nice touch for sure. What were your other highlights of this of this issue? Okay, well, obviously, uh, the Clone War Obi One is just a, an additional plus. I mean, I have an alarm clock of him; it makes sense. But honestly, I just think that moment with him and the sunrise just really just resonated so much with me and how he just needed to feel like serene in the moment, in that moment. I mean, just him not wanting to be there. I I just feel like it just really just shows what an amazing Jedi Knight master Obi-Wan Kenobi is, you know, he only chooses to fight when it's necessary because he knows this is not what they should be doing, but he's, you know, he's, he's going to do when it's necessary. And again, I just, I, Obi-Wan for me is just one of my one of my top favorite Jedi's um and these are just like one of the reasons why um is cuz he's just really struggling in that moment. But yeah, I just think it was a beautiful moment and just him just feeling really connected with the clones too. It's just really nice, especially he got connected to this young uh clone Iro Aero? I think it's Iro. I think Aero Aero or Iro, yeah. Oh my goodness, my baby Aero. Uh yeah i got so attached to him <laughs> don't get attached yeah. to people or people yeah nope. do not get attached to people because oh my goodness yeah i got so attached to so i really like that he you know I, I don't know there's this moment that those two had like on i think on the bridge too it was just really touching but yeah that's kind of again any time that you can really just 
really highlight um, the character, kind of like what makes him tick is just really, you know, important. And um, I just really love that moment of Obi-Wan really needed to see the sunrise was a huge highlight for me. Yeah, I agree. And that, that moment with Iroh, because he even, Obi-Wan says that Cody and this battalion haven't been super battle tested yet. And we have this clone, Iroh, who had just given himself this name the night before because they all have numbers, you know, as clones, but they all kind of grow into either they're given a name or they, they get, get their name. And he had just got his name, Iroh. And then the next day, in battle, he's right there by Obi-Wan. He has the the red banner because they have to have a visual for the basically the Republic Navy so they know how far they're going on the bridge. So he's holding it up oh. and going. And then, yeah, right as you're getting attached to him. And it shows the brutalness of war and it humanizes the clones even more. But yeah, Obi-Wan is there when he dies and he's like holding his hand. He's like, I can get you. And the clone even says like, Go may on, may the may force, the force be, with be with you. you. Oh, I know, I cried. Yeah, and then I cried. and then as Obi Wan at the end is watching that sunset to see that the light will prevail. He's holding that. Red he's holding banner the banner in his hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as Cody's up, Cody's coming up behind him, like looking about to comfort him. And yeah, that was. I mean, it really you did in in this short comic. You got really attached to Iroh, and you know we lost two major characters. You know we lost. Iroh and then Oron from the battalion that came yeah. from the Runian system. The Runians, so we yeah. lost both of them. Yeah. And so, yeah, Christopher Cantwell really hammered home the point that there was a lot of losses and yeah. a lot of destruction. It had a big effect on everybody. But yeah, that moment at the very end was really brutal. But like Star Wars always does, there's that little bit of hope in that that line where he says light can still prevail in his present self. You know, he I, I don't know. It. It's so good. We have the young Obi Wan panel right next to the old Obi Wan and yeah, ah, it was just it was great. And just every t- every issue just keeps getting better. I feel like I hear Alec Guinness's speak when I'm reading uh present day Ben. Like, I just feel like it's written so well. Yeah. Yeah. That was so good. There's so much goodness in this. I mean, in this comic alone, we also get Ahsoka (laughs) on a panel. We get Kit Fisto. Yeah. We get Mace Windu. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, I mean, as he's kind of going through the battles that they've won. uh, Who else did we get? Oh, General Grievous looking like super majestic like it looked like george washington like crossing the delaware like grievous yeah. how he's standing up there it was so cool to see he was standing like on that. like a body it was like bodies of like troops like all on the ground like it was pretty menacing yeah. that 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 image um yeah i just love the artwork i just think the artwork is just so um especially like for this type of story that you want to tell yeah it, it's just uh yeah really really impressive yeah, I, I I got a kick when I saw a little Ahsoka with the <laughs> with the yeah. with early early Clone Wars um, Anakin was uh, a nice yeah, little treat. That was a good one right off the bat, and then we we get a Palpatine mention again. So in the last uh, the last issue, he men- mentions the Sith and he mentions Palpatine, and then in this one, it's kind of that same thing. How he says the Clone Wars were all orchestrated, and then we also get a Jango mention at the beginning about how the clones were were from the DNA of Jango Fett, and then 
a Dooku mention, and then that Owen Beru at the at the very beginning, the Owen and Beru shout out was really good. I, I it just hits differently now after you've seen Obi Wan Kenobi and how he's talking about how they've definitely prepared their family for that and how yeah. he trusts Owen he trusts them mm-hmm. fully. Yeah, and you know, even though Owen doesn't really love him, um, yeah, but, <laughs> like, you know, he doesn't he, like he, me much, but I know that he's, he, yeah, he, you know, he's that he's gonna take care of them. Yeah, I thought that was really a nice, a nice touch too. There's good. this, and, yeah, and there's this one scene when he's just leading the, like, he's just leading like the the charge, and he's just like, just so impressed, like just seeing Obi Wan just like with his lightsaber, just like. I mean, just running, and you have a whole army of troops right behind me. It's just really, really incredible. It, it's so good. There's the one where he's leading them, and he goes, and he has that like epic speech where I just have to, I have to read part of it. He says, "But try to see Abrion Bridge as a bridge to this war's end, a bridge to the end of bloodshed, a bridge to the protection of our free republic worlds, a bridge that leads to light away from the dark side, and we will march across this bridge together." Boom! It's so good. And then, and then he says, like present day self says, "What is a Jedi's purpose in war?" Because he has yeah. this epic war speech about like, "Let's go take it, let's do this," and and then he's still thinking this said, like, "What?" What were we doing? What, yeah. What's the purpose of all of this? He's just, he was such a great leader just because like, you know, like that, just the fact that he was able to inspire and he's just doing exactly that. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed that when he, when he used the bridge as like ending, you know, that's kind of like the final goal and it was so good. Yeah. But the entire time he's just wondering like, what's a, what's a Jedi's purpose in this war? I was thinking too, like, I just feel like maybe he just, I think he probably has Luke in his mind a little bit, especially in the beginning. And just, I think maybe he's just knowing that Luke is eventually going to become the Jedi or, and then, you know, we have a, a war going on. And I wonder if he's just like, kind of like projecting a little bit and thinking like, you know, how maybe Luke will handle this war. And I don't know. I don't know why I just keep I kept thinking that maybe he kind of has Luke in his mind a little bit, because as much as like, it can be like, he's just really having like these memories of like, you know, of this, how this had an effect on him. But I just feel like he just there's a sense of like present day Obi-Wan is still kind of thinking about the future a little bit. And I don't know, I just really think he has like Luke on his mind and what Luke's purpose will be in this new war. And all of that, it, again, after the Obi-Wan series and actually physically seeing him look over Luke and all of that, it just, it just, it makes everything better in my yeah. opinion. Like it makes, that makes this comic even better. It makes A New Hope even better because we get all of that and we get to actually see it. And yeah, just the, you know, that we're getting a Luke mention right off the bat in this one again is... I don't know. It's it's just so interesting that we're seeing that play out on paper as well. There is one other line I wanted to bring up because it absolutely killed me. And it's present day Obi-Wan journaling. And he's talking about Cody and how much he misses Commander Cody. He says, I miss him to this day, even though he eventually tried to kill me. So goes it with my friends. so goes it with my friends it's just oh that hurts it's everybody that he was close to you know, I know. Everybody that he was close. that's it's just, really sad 
<laughs> super sad that one that one killed me that one really got me yeah and how he misses him that really got me too i just love the whole protect and preserve life um how that's just like always on his mind and but again i like we said earlier you can't you have to take life to save it unfortunately um especially when you're dealing with something like war and it, you know it's just really sad and you just kind of see like the complete like different how different anakin responded to war where he was more like we're going to go do, you know, like in it and wanting to win where, you know, Obi-Wan kind of really struggled. Like, I wonder like how many other Jedi struggled, you know what I mean? And how other Jedi, how I, I would like to, yeah. And just like how some Jedi were probably like, yes, action. Finally, let's go. This yeah, is what we're, right. You know? <laughs> so I, I, you know, I always, it's again, anytime you can kind of get into a character's head, it's, uh, it's, it's really good. And any time with we, uh, any more time with Kino- uh, Commander Cody, oh my goodness, so sad. Even like at the end, like he was like co- like comforting him too, yeah, uh, comforting Kenobi too. So good. Yeah, it it did something that definitely season seven of the Clone Wars did for me. It was made me like really care about the clones more. I was never super into the cl- like. I always liked mm. clones, obviously, throughout the Clone Wars, but I wasn't yeah. um, wasn't like huge into them but after mm-hmm. season seven and we really got more time with rex and um and everything and then this one again you're digging into cody and you're seeing that and even obi-wan shouts that out he's like they weren't just faces to me like they yeah were, they were they, they were their own individual people. yeah and they were having you know they had their own personalities and stuff and yeah it it's sad like you know they were completely like made you know created just to be and there was a lot of them too but yeah. you know, and yeah. that's and it's sad because and that's the whole tragic part of all these clones that these Jedi got close to, fought side by side with at the end. They <laughs> that's what happens. They that's that's like the ultimate betrayal. You know, they just genuinely did not see that coming. It's tragic. It's so tragic. And yeah, I mean Star Wars is tragedy. Shout out to Sky Talkers, but this issue was intense. I loved it. I I'm so excited for the next one. It it has truly gotten better and better. Uh, over the course of this series and we only have two issues left which is which is sad that we're already over halfway there but yeah i love this issue and you know the fact that we've been just from this one comic issue we've talked about the jedi way the clones like we're getting really deep on some of these topics from this small little comic that was just packed with so much it was it was good Let's go ahead. Let's talk about the covers. The first issue, you blew my mind with the variant because I hadn't, I didn't have the variant. You're like, wow, look at this one. You know, I was like, oh, wow. And so last time uh, I got the Cofone Ferris uh, variant and then you're like, yeah, but look at the next one. And it was the Kit Fisto variant for this one. Did you get the Kit Fisto variant first? Let's talk about that first and then we'll talk about the others. I did not, but I did order it. Um, I didn't have time to pick it up. So I, I was I actually read this uh, this series digitally, but I got two the I got two variants because not only is there a Kit Fisto, can I show you the other variant? I got yes. it too. <laughs> yeah, this one's so so good. It's uh yes, Obi Wan, Mace Windu, and Kit Fisto back to back to back 
fighting out some battles. Yes, I had to get that one. I had to get this one for sure. Yeah. So last week or last time we talked, they had I saw this. So I'm like, oh, yes. a solo Kit Fisto. Like I'm all in, you know, they're even showcasing the lightsaber. And I said, I got to get this. But my goodness, the one that you just showed us with Mace, Obi-Wan and Kit Fisto in their Clone Wars glory. I'm like, oh, no, that is that's the one that's 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 probably for me. That's that's number one. I think that's just probably the best of them, yeah, all is, three. Yes, that is just that's I, really I good. It's, look how handsome it's Kit awesome. Fisto it's looks. Like, look at him. He he looks he's he pretty looks handsome. He's pretty handsome. He is, and, and he's not quite smiling in this one. He's definitely got like a sad look on his face, but he's like yeah. he's intense. They're in the middle of a, in, in the middle of a battle right here. So yeah, and Mace is kind of using the force, and just seeing those three together, that's um, incredible. Yeah. Yes. So good. And then the Kit Fisto one by itself, that one is awesome too. I love that. I might have to try to get that one too. And then let's talk the original cover. So this one's really good too. It's very oh, I clean. Love it. mm-hmm. It's a Phil Noto cover and it is Obi Wan and Cody looking I mean, that's Tamora on the cover. Yeah. There. Which is which is great because it's, in the in the actual uh, issue, you know, the faces are kind of it's the art style isn't as as detailed. It's more big picture, epic battle, a lot of colors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's not super specific on the on the faces, which you know is a great comic style in itself. But yeah, this the cover is is very sharp and very clean and um, some very handsome um, handsome gentlemen on on. Um, on that cover. Yeah, I like I think that's probably the best way to say it. it's just clean like but yeah, it's very um it's really nice. It's like a actually really nice. Like I would not mind having a print of that. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty good one. I like I actually enjoyed all three of these covers. Anything I think, with with Obi Wan's face on it is uh, <laughs> I think is, is good. It's the summer summer of Obi Wan still. It's still the summer of Obi Wan, you're right. You are right. We're still in the summer and, you know, we're keeping, we're keeping a uh, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan train, uh, going, going, going. Cause we have two more, two more issues. I can't believe it. I want more. Why didn't they give us 12? We do. <laughs> I know. I know. I totally agree. Where, where do you think we go from here? I mean, we've gotten youngling, we've gotten Padawan. Now we've gotten uh, general slash Jedi Knight. Where do you think we go from here? Do we get another closer to Revenge of the Sith? Do you think we might get into the Obi-Wan Kenobi timeline somewhat? Uh, what I do you think, think we'll see. I think we close out with the Obi-Wan Kenobi timeline. I would love if... I, I love these original stories, but how cool would it be if the fifth issue was like a an adaptation of either his fight with Darth Vader or something with Reva. Like, I don't know if they will, cause I don't know how far these are planned out. And if Christopher Cantwell had the, all five issues worked out before the series came out. But I think that would be incredible if we were in the Obi-Wan Kenobi timeline. Or at least like a mention, like a, you know, at least like a little like flashback of like remembering or a mention. It kind of makes sense. Cause I feel like these comics are just like really like, intr- like important parts of his life. The next issue, because if you see the next issue, the preview, the cover, it's Anakin. So it looks like we're going to get like a end of the Clone Wars right before Revenge of the Sith, like adventure between with those two. But I just feel like I think 
I think it'd be cool, pretty cool if they do incorporate the Kenobi show into the fifth, the final issue, because the whole framing device of the series is him in the sandstorm remembering parts of his life. And be, you know, I just think the during the Kenobi show, that's like, that's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother part. So I feel like that's kind of, I don't know. I, I'm just like, I, this is just me like wishful thinking and hoping um, yeah. <laughs> that we'll get It would something. make sense though. It would make sense, yeah. right? I mean, like, cause it's like how it's spread out, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be weird if they, if they did two, if the next two were both before Revenge of the Sith that, you know, that wouldn't really make sense. It's like, it's, it's, it's spread out a little bit for sure. What if the sandstorm ends and that's when he finds Luke. You know what I mean? That would be really cool to see Obi-Wan right before he finds him. And that's what it leads into. I would make, that would make a lot of sense too. And maybe that the, would be the cool. back half of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The back half of issue five could be like him being like, okay, I'm going to go outside, you know, I'm going to go see how the sandstorm went, whatever. But yeah, that would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. Or, um, hi- or yeah. any, any mention of um, his time with Obi uh, with Qui-Gon as a force ghost would be cool. Ooh, that would be good too. Wow, you're on a roll. I love it. I would, any of this any I'm of this just throwing great. everything out there just so I can get disappointed <laughs> later, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. None nope. of this will happen Absolutely. because that's just how it is. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay <laughs> yeah. with just like hoping and it doesn't work it doesn't work out you know it's fine um you know that's that's just how it goes yeah that's how it goes (laughs) (laughs) no that's good well i'm excited we're only a couple weeks away from obi-wan number four and then yeah the fifth episode hits us at the end of september so it's coming quick and yeah this has been so much fun this one was definitely my favorite of the bunch. I've loved them all, but um, this one got deep and really sparked a lot of conversation, I think, too, uh, just with all the different aspects that they dug into and Obi-Wan's psyche and digging into his character. It just makes me love Obi-Wan even more. Absolutely. And it's just he keeps, like, climbing my rankings of, of favorite characters. So that was great. Thanks for joining again. This was so much fun. We got to do it again, at least two more times. You'll be in the five timers club next time. So I'll get you a gold jacket. Yeah, I get that to you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, thank you so much. And can you tell the people where they can find you and what you got going on? Yeah. So um, thanks again, Travis, for having me. Um, Everyone can uh, follow me on uh, Star Wars Thrifting on Instagram and Twitter. But also follow my podcast, uh, Into the Garbage Shoot, uh, where I host a podcast with my friend Kat, taking a nice little vacation break right now. But join us there and say hi. But thanks again. Yes, definitely. Check out the podcast, Into the Garbage Shoot. Your Attack of the Clones episode was so fun. Kat was gone for that one, but mm-hmm. you had Britt and... My friend Riley, yes. Riley, Britain, your yeah. friend Riley. That's right. And that was so fun. That was such a great episode. Anything Attack the Clones, I'm happy with. And you three had so much fun with that episode. <laughs> it was it was just, it was a blast to listen to. So go check that out. And yes, follow Silver everywhere. I'll put it all in the show notes. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Force Time Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Force Time Pod. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Only if you enjoyed the show, though. If you didn't enjoy the show, just just 
Just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, may the force be with you. Yeah.